Welcome to Synthaholics. We are back into Star Trek. What what Star Trek? Trek? Lower Decks. Star Trek Lower Decks. Today we have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and David Duncan. Hey, David Dave. Duncan. Hey. We're back for hey, some Star uh, Trek. Back for some Star Trek. So um, this is the animated series. Uh, a lot of reservations. A lot of people worried about this because we've never really had... Uh, a funny track. I mean, you could say the animated series was funny, but not intentionally. Oh, and there have I been mean, like, funny, funny episodes in track or funny parts in track, but not something trying to be complete comedy. Not a dedicated comedy series before. And I mean, the closest we've gotten to anything dedicated comedy was Star Trek for the voyage home. Yeah. Good point. I mean, the entire good point. movie was basically a comedy. If you look at it from a certain point of view, mm-hmm. it's out out of right. you know, it's a fish out of water film comedy, right? Right. So, uh, without just doing spoilers, just how did you feel about this uh, this this inaugural uh, episode? I was probably the most hesitant out of everyone. I know Holly was. I think she had seemed like she was excited about it a while ago. I know a guy was hesitant. I wasn't here with you guys. For that episode, I imagine I was probably the most hesitant out of the people in our group who usually talk about Star Trek together, and um, I was wonderfully surprised. I think mm. this is the most Trek-like show of the three shows CBS Alexis has put out. It feels more like Star Trek than Star Trek Discovery, and more star- more like Star Trek than Picard by far. Um, mm-hmm. Just it's it's goofy. But take away the goofy stuff, it's it feels more like Star Trek. Like the, the the intro title sequence feels like Star Trek. I mean, you've got people on the ship. I mean, they, that they're interacting together. It doesn't seem like it's centered on just one person nearly as hard as the other shows have been. It seems more like it's going to be like a nice little cartoon ensemble. So I am delightfully surprised by how good like this was. It seems like an homage to Next Gen. Yes, it it, it was, but but goofy, but it, it definitely yeah, well, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the goofy, I I mean, I wish they were a little bit more serious sometimes because like the 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 girl, I have a hard time like taking her seriously because like that that this mm-hmm. person would exist in Star Trek because I mean Barkley's yeah, yeah. the most out there person we ever saw and she's like Barkley with like so much more speed in a system. Well, what about you, Aaron? What are, what are your initial thoughts? I I loved it. Um, I thought there were parts of the comedy that were like okay, a little predictable, but because we saw some of it in the trailers, yeah. But besides that, I mean, there were still some pretty funny things that were said and done, uh, I, which I thought was good and uh, silly in a lot of ways. But I, you know, it made me laugh. Not like 
double over laughter, but there were a couple parts where I thought, well, that's pretty funny. You know, that's a funny little gag or that's a funny joke or something like that. So, and I visually, I love it. I, it's, it is very much Rick and Morty-esque kind of, you know, animation, but it has everything, all the calling cards of, you know, if you know Next Gen, uh, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, it feels very much like you're in that world. Just maybe jump ahead, uh, you know, a, a decade or so later. So yeah, yeah, it's, I'm, it's. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it says uh, 2380, so I'm not exactly sure what happens during that time. But yeah, but anyways, so yeah, pl- pleasantly surprised. Like I, I was, I was scared this was going to be the worst of the bunch, and it is somehow. I mean, granted, we're only one episode in, but it seems like it's the best of the bunch by far. Mm-hmm, I mean, it mm-hmm. almost feels more like the Orville, which most people say the Orville feels more like Star Trek than Discovery and Picard did. And this sort of feels like animated Orville, I guess, except it's actually Star Trek. Right, right. I, and uh, honestly, I kind of like I, I like the feel to it. So I, I, I there's... <sighs> I didn't have a problem with the comedy, and I don't pro- have a problem with the silliness of it. I just I I worried that they were going to. Um, I think I was just worried that they're going to be lame. It wasn't going to be edgy enough, and it wasn't super edgy. It wasn't like Rick and Morty edgy, but there's definitely some. I'll I mean, give the, there's pass. room for growth. I'll give him a pass. Yeah, I got I give him a pass for the first episode because you just gotta introduce everybody. It's like it's so difficult to introduce like you know a cast of characters all at once, and I think this is episode did pretty good job so it's um, just getting, like getting, yeah yeah and the thing is like the instant girl the um she is mariner yeah is mariner she, yeah she's too spazzy like everyone else seems like they could be a real star trek character from like next gen i could see a real person playing them i can't see a real person being mariner it just does she's she is so much a cartoon character like through, yeah, she's so, a she's a through and through cartoon character, or everyone else seems like they could be a real person. You know what right, I mean? Well, yeah. Her her character's name is Beckett Mariner, and she seems like she was at one point a higher rank. Like maybe she was a lieutenant, and she was busted down to because well, her parents uh, back are. To, um, yeah, her parents. Her parents is uh, her mom. We don't know that, and it's a very at the very beginning, but later on, it's spoilers, of course. That, because this isn't the um, her office. mom. Her mom is a captain, and her father is an admiral. So, uh, yeah. So basically, but uh, should we get into just kind of spoilers, and uh, we won't go to a full breakdown, but we just kind of just loosely talk about what the episode's about and and uh, how we feel about it. Absolutely. Uh, so this is the episode is called Second Contact, and this is season one, episode one, and this is August six. Uh, uh, 2020. So, so we basically start off with uh, we get the introduction to Ensign Brad Balmer, and he is doing a fake captain's log in a closet. And this is where Ensign uh, Beckett Mariner comes in and just makes fun of him for doing this. And she pulls, she's drinking Romulan whiskey. Why? Why do they call it Romulan ale? I don't know. I mean, um, I guess. But, it's, I mean, I mean, maybe it's actually whiskey instead of ale. I mean, it's a different. Yeah. I different, guess all Romulan uh, drinks are blue. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and then uh, she says she gets uh, she has a clean a clean batleth, and she starts swinging around, and she, she cuts a chunk out of his thigh, <laughs> which is pretty funny because it really does. They show the thing really chunked into there, so I thought that was great. And they start screaming. That was so. probably the funniest part of the episode. Just like she just cuts this dude's leg. Like, I don't know if it was the funniest. I'll tell you. And then we get the whole 
intro sequence, which is has reminiscent of Voyager, and it shows them like getting sucked into a black hole, and then like they just burst out of it because they must have realized they're falling into this black hole, and then they like going across like an icy landscape, and they crash into like one of the like <laughs> like uh, I don't know like. N- uh, glaciers or something and, and it starts listing off to the off in the distance because they crashed into that and then there's the scene where they get um, into a board battle with Romulans the, Borg, the Romulan warbirds are all firing on these Borg and they just kind of turn around and get the hell out of there <laughs> yeah we're not going to mess with this and they also fly with this giant alien sucking on the, one of their nacelles nacelles yeah I and I was I was like that's all that's pretty funny you know it's like it's a that's clever you know I I, I, I mean I'm I would like to see them do more gags like that, maybe if they do a second season. So, uh, yeah, and fun though. Fun yeah. stuff. I, I like it. So, uh, and then we get to uh, the Shuttlecraft lands and uh, into, oh, uh, the ship's called uh, the Cerritos. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they have a young Orion uh, science officer, and her uh, name is uh, uh, Tenti. I think that's how I'm saying this right. And uh, she, um, you know, she's uh, assigned to Balmer to be uh, her li- uh, liaison. And uh, it, it's funny because uh, Balmer is working on a replicator that keeps on shooting out hot, hot bananas. 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 Hot. Bananas. Bananas. Hot. hot. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And then he's getting burned. In the who would want a hot banana? First... <laughs> uh, yeah, who would want a hot banana? Exactly. It's so gross. <laughs> And he squishes it in his hand and something. It's just funny. It's just it's so stupid. So they start doing like an informal like like uh, tour of the ship, which was great, you know, because you you kind of want to see it anyways. And this is where we uh, meet uh, Sam Rutherford, who had just recently uh, got a cybernetic a- enhancement on his head. And, it's a Vulcan uh, cybernetic uh, enhancement. Yeah, it has a uh, a, 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 a motion suppressor in it. And <laughs> a it motion suppressing in. chip. Yeah, he keeps on like you know, like it keeps on, keeps on checking, uh, uh, clicking in, which he doesn't want it to do. And he has a um, uh, he has a uh, date coming up, and with uh, Ensign Barnes, and he's he doesn't feel nervous. And then when they fix the chip there, he all of a sudden he gets really nervous. So because he's uh, he doesn't know any good jokes, or he doesn't oh, no. know any jokes. <laughs> oh no, so. he's gonna be Levar. Bur- I mean, um. Jordy LaForge. He is a Jordy LaForge, yeah. Somebody made a joke on the Facebook page that they all look like the Teen Titans. <laughs> they so, do, kind uh, of. Sort of do look like the Teen Titans, actually. Well, um, it's like the color palette. It's a it's a really weird color palette for cartoon. But whenever they, yeah. do, when they do exterior shots of the ship, they do a really good job. It's It's almost jarring how good the external shots are. And, like, the internal shots of the corridors look great, but then the characters look almost out of place. Like was the I Rick and actually Morty. don't mind the animation of the characters, and I I gotta say I fucking love the uniforms. I love them. Like I would wear that uniform. Yeah, like it's got the nice like white border. Uh, I love between, that white border between the um, the the colored part and the black part. Yeah, I think it's yeah, great. It's, I love it's that. pretty slick. So I like it a lot. Then uh, Mariner takes the new recruit um, ensign to the holodeck and shows off that and shows a bunch of places they go and then she goes takes the holodeck to um, <laughs> an all nude all nude Olympic oh, training room oh yeah she does and Tendi notices that says it's a oh, very, very detailed program very detailed program this one's not <laughs> circumcised 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, then we go back down to this uh, the surface of this planet. They're doing uh, second contact. So after we've done first contact, second contact is basically get that planet up and running to communicate with the Federation and to talk with uh, and you know anything that they might need to uh, be part of the Federation. So they're doing a subspace uh, communication array. And they have this uh, one of the commander, Jack Ransom, and he is talking to the high council. But he gets bit by some insect at the last second, and he's just kind of like annoyed, but just kind of like whatever. It's just a bug um, bite. Yeah, he doesn't think much about it. And uh, so he uh, beams back up to the ship, doesn't think a lot about it. Uh, what about the biofilters uh, the, in the transporter? Why didn't the biofilters catch this? Apparently, it's outside its, uh, its detection, so I don't know. Then Ensign Balmer is uh, asked to come to the bridge and goes up and meets with Captain Carol Freeman, and she is asked uh, Balmer to, uh, to kind of spy on Mariner. And uh, she she's basically saying, like, I want you to give a full report anytime she breaks protocol. So we don't know this, and I don't even know if Balmer knows this, but Freeman is uh, Mariner's mom. Yeah, I mean, we, we you find out at the very, very end when she's talking to her husband, who's an admiral, and they're just like, oh, and they're like, oh, I see what's going on here. Right, right, because he's like, I want to put her in the brig. He says, you know, she likes the brig. <laughs> she's gonna think it's awesome. <laughs> so she's um, gonna try to do a Morse code and hope Scotty will blow a hole in it. So the thing with, uh, with Ensign Balmer, he he wants to be. Um, he wants to be a captain someday. He wants to be in command. He, this is this is his big dream, and people keep on putting it over his head, either to make fun of him or like uh, Captain Freeman is to kind of like yeah, like to say you want to be captain someday. He's like, yes, ma'am, I do. You know, so uh, so he's going to follow all the rules. So then we go uh, down to like ten forward area where we have the cybernetic Rutherford talking with uh, have his date with Ensign Barnes and they're kind of talking and just you know having he's he basically uh, is having difficulty because um, his implant keeps on kicking in and shutting down his emotions. But and, her dad used uh, to be a her her dad was a cyborg, so like she's into people who are like her dad apparently. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh God! And then uh, you're gonna be just uh, like my daddy. Hmm. Balmer and Mariner are down on the planet, and they're setting up this uh, comma, um, communication comma ray. And this is where uh, Mariner just breaks off and takes off, and you know, then Balmer decides because it was his instructions to uh, report on her to see what she's doing. So he comes and takes off and does that. Did you see the one guy? <laughs> who's giving the orders uh, at this point is I, I guess his name is uh, uh, Andy Billups, C- Lieutenant Commander Andy Billups. He looks like Jack, Jeff Fo- Foxworthy. No, I didn't notice that. No, I, he totally looks like Jeff uh, Foxworthy. I was like, that guy looks exactly like Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> That's funny. Anyways, I just thought it was funny. Uh, probably doesn't mean anything because like he's Jeff got Foxworthy. the mustache. And stuff. Uh, yeah, he was a funny guy. Yeah. You might be a Star um, Trek officer if. <laughs> if you're in second contact, so yeah, so there's given up. Uh, so he goes off and he's uh, they're chasing after Ensign Mariner to find out what she's doing. Uh, back up on the ship, uh, <laughs> Commander Ransom goes crazy from the bug bite, and then they instantly everything's everyone turns into flesh eating zombies. <laughs> he he, oh. he rips someone's neck out and like chews on it and swallows <gasps> it. I think because later yeah. it's a joke. Is like how much flesh did he eat? Just a little bit. 
just a little bit, just like, I hate human flesh. During that time, though, like, uh, Rutherford and Barnes just nonchalantly just put their table uh, up so they don't get, like, into, like, the fight. And they're still talking about what they're into and where their where, where crew quarters are and stuff like that. Yeah, their know, date so. continues as, like, all hell breaks loose around them and phasers are being fired all around them. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, get yeah. spacesuits and like walk through like they do a spacewalk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then and that's uh, where the date falls apart because she doesn't notice a, a level two diagnostic ready to happen. Yeah, she doesn't like somehow level two diagnostic is like better than a date. Better than sex, apparently. Yeah, I guess. Tendi goes to the uh, sick bay, and uh, we get uh, the medical chief medical officer, who's a, a captain. Yeah, one of those cat uh, creatures, and yeah. her. Uh, I think it's a yeah. It's I think it's a girl, but I'm not sure. It's a, a Tiana is the name. So, anyways, uh, they're strapping everyone to beds, and so you know, it's, it's complete chaos down there. And yeah, so and then from there, uh, when down on the planet, Balmer confronts Mariner and find out that she's just giving farm equipment like. But shovels he, and hoes. Yeah, but he he thinks that she's uh, bringing weapons and he's trying to like get her on weapons exchange charges or something. Right, right, and it's like you know, like what? It's like they'll never get these things. You know, it'll take them months to get to this or something like this. So, and she she made contact with them before because she was there during first contact, which he didn't know. And then all of a sudden, during the argument, the two little aliens they're speaking to run off, and a giant spider comes out and just starts you know creating havoc and they try to hide from it but uh mariner comes with this idea of uh dressing dummies up in their uniforms and uh there's you know hang hang up like in their underwear up in the trees and that's where mariner decides to jump on it and on the spider and try to take it out but um somehow it gets a hold of balmer and then just starts suckling slurping balmer. on him slurping on him over and over again it's very much like a weird dick joke where he just kind of like sticks him out sucks him back in puts him out sucks him back in it's like that's weird it's very very weird and uh finally it's just they the aliens say he's just suckling just give him a little bit he'll get tired and then he won't uh, hurt you he doesn't have teeth yeah and then uh finally uh what happens from there yeah he's covered in a spider like goo and when they beam back up, which I didn't understand why they would beam them back up with all the chaos going on. Again, why aren't on. the biofilters taking all the stuff off of him? Exactly. So he gets beamed up, and then uh, the chief medical officer realizes that this is somehow a key to stop this uh, uh, zombie-like behavior. And uh, they go they, they wild chase up back to the um, medical uh, sick bay, and they synthesize it, and people are cured uh, who knows how many people were actually injured or killed during all this, but uh, uh, and uh, we basically find out that uh, Balmer realizes that he's not going to tell, uh, like, Tattle or Rat out uh, Mariner to uh, Captain Freeman and, you know, um, he realizes that it was kind of like she was doing the right thing and she's, you know, she, Mariner's a lot smarter than, than she looks. She's just not breaking rules for no reason, even though she's a little wild. Yeah, and, man. uh, anyways, so, and that's kind of it. I mean, there's a little uh, funny end at the end where she, she says, she name drops like tons like of people. Everything. She yeah. named up Spock and Kirk and <laughs> Gary Mitchell. Gary Mitchell even. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that was a weird, that was a weird name out. 
Yeah, Gary Mitchell. Yeah, exactly. What do you think about everything? Uh, I, I like. I'm going to say. I just think those are really fun, well done, and they can only do better from here. So. Yeah, um, I was kind of hoping they would not run into the Borg, although in the later this season, yeah, we, they, they'd we be running into the Borg. I'm just like, no, yeah. they're like the they're like the colossal fuck ups. Like they can't run into the Borg. There's no way they could win. Yeah, well, maybe they don't win. Maybe they, <clears throat> something else happens. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, or maybe it's just a holodeck program. Because I really hope they don't actually run into the Borg for real. I would love to mm-hmm. see like other stuff. Because there's a lot of stuff they could do in the next gen timeline. Like I, I just want to see them get stuck with the pack leads for like four or five episodes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Can you oh imagine like Mariner and the pack leads? That'd be great. That'd be <laughs> oh, awesome. Because I mean, like I think they only appeared like as main characters in like one episode of next yeah. gen. And oh, then, yeah. Like I think you see them in the background of like some Deep Space Nine episodes, but they never like have a speaking role ever again. It would just be great right. to bring back the pack leads or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. It's um, I, I think it's I, I think it was great. I, there's nothing I didn't like about it. I like I said, I thought some of the things were a little predictable, but it was fine because it's like I knew this is the first episode and. You know, just the introductions and stuff like that can be a little clunky sometimes, but I think they did it really well. Like, you know, it's just like everybody was introduced. You kind of get to everyone's personalities down. You know, uh, Balmer's like that straight shooter wants to be that, you know, perfect, you know, officer. Uh, Mariner's just completely out of control. She's completely unhinged. Like, if there's anything I don't like about the show, it's Mariner. I just wish she would be more like a real person. I know it's a cartoon, but it's supposed to be canon, and it's supposed to be, you know, it's, this is Star Trek in Star Trek, and I just wish because everyone else is pretty normal, and she's well, just like such a cartoon well, character. What's funny about Mariner is that how you know, like, self-assured and she thinks she's got it all figured out, but her mom and dad are the one who's like, you know, helping her out. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so it's like you know, she's like kind of like a rich girl if you want to think of it that way. It's like you know, she can crash her car all she wants, and mom and dad will get a you know, fix her car and stuff like that. You know, yeah. Um, uh, you know that kind of thing. Like you know, she she can screw up, and you know, mom and dad is going to fix her problems for her. You know, kind of thing. And but she also seems like she's to, like you said, she's unhinged, but she she, she could be promising if she would settle down a little bit um rutherford seems like you said like sort of a the forge kind of character he's totally gonna be like the the forge stand (laughs) yeah um i'm not really sure about uh uh the orion uh i know i'm saying it wrong tenty tindy um Tendi, yeah. Well, it's, I don't it's, know. It's, it looks like it's uh, it's T N D I, so I would assume Tendi. Tendi. I'm not really sure what kind of character she's supposed to be, uh, other than just like kind of like that, you know, uh, in awe of everything around her. Like you know, she's so into science and the you know exploring and stuff like that. That's that's kind of her character. I'm I'm yeah. really curious what they're gonna do with Tendi because I mean we haven't had any canon Orions and since Enterprise. I mean no, I guess we had we had them in Discovery, but I mean they're just like sex workers. They didn't really do anything other than like sleep with um Giorgio. So we haven't had any like main character Orions since the Enterprise episode where they where we've learned that they're the ones who are in charge. Like are, right. I, I'm really curious if they're gonna go into more Orion lore. 
since they have an Orion main character? Like, are, did they get their pheromones removed if they joined Starfleet? Like, what can she can she still control people if she like wants to, or like if she slips up? Like, Maybe like like they're like Deltons kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, I mean Orions were basically the new Deltons, or or Delt. Actually, I guess Deltons the new Orions, but since Deltons mm-hmm. came later, but but yeah, I mean. We Enterprise had all that lore where they're just like they they're in control and they control men with their pheromones and they they give women headaches. So I'm like, I just right. wonder like if they're going to expand this Orion lore because I mean, I, I'd love I'm to sure I'm sure they do. Yeah, so. yeah, no, the Orions are cool and um, there's no reason why Orion at this point probably could have joined Starfleet. Well, so, I mean, we I mean, saw them join Starfleet in the, in the JJ universe, but I mean, that's true. We did, yeah, we did, yeah, yeah. But that kind of doesn't make a lot of sense during that time period. No, no, not, not at all. Not during that time period. So, I mean, and at this period, it does make more sense. And also, there's probably need to get out because the Orion Syndicate is also, like, super corrupt in this period because uh, O'Brien gets caught up in it soon, or he already is. I, I don't know when this takes place as opposed to Deep Space Nine. I know this it's in the same place, ballpark. Yeah, this takes place, it looks like, after uh, the whole Shinzon thing. Oh, so it takes place post nemesis like a year or so yeah like post nemesis yeah yeah so, so it's probably post deep space nine also yeah it is it's you know some years of in the advance yeah. that's what it looked like it was so it's 2380 so but um i yeah i think it's great i cannot wait to see uh what else they come up with here it's, it looks funny i i like the character designs i like the I, you know, I just like everything how they got this thing all set up. I really do. I'm really enjoying it. I think I, I can't, uh, I can't imagine them screwing it up from here. Because um, I mean, it just it could be it could be just a fun romp, and that's all it is. I mean, that's all. I mean, that's all it needs to be. And like the thing is, I mean, there's a lot of stuff they could explore. They could have some Ferengi episodes. Mm-hmm, you know, they could mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff w- w- with it uh, in this time period. I mean, there's so many alien races we didn't get to see a whole lot in next gen or whatnot. They could just do a whole bunch of them, like you know, like they introduced the Delta. I mean, like I said, the um, the pack light, and we never really saw them again. So they could, like, just like having like the this ship is like the not important ship. They just have to deal with the pack light all the time because the pack light are so unimportant or they're so dumb. So just that would be like perfect setup for comedy because the pack lights are so dumb. Oh yeah, and like having to deal with, and then Mariner having to deal with them when she's such a spaz and they're so slow. It's just it would be kind of amazing. So aggravating. Yeah, she'd be so (laughs) aggravating. I would love to. I would kind of love to see that uh, that team up, Packleds and Mariner. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, uh, I can't, I can't wait to see what else they uh, come up with for these, uh, you know, nine more episodes. So, it, it honestly. This is to me. It's better than Picard, and it's better than Discovery by far. Yeah, it, it this feels like Star Trek, even with the stupid silliness and, and the cartoon character that is Mariner. This feels mm-hmm. way more like Star Trek than mm-hmm. either two mm-hmm. of those other shows do. And, and Picard, Picard was so removed from Starfleet and the Federation kind of thing. It was like they're working so far off on the fringes. It didn't feel like it anymore. I mean, we're just following the character Picard, which, you know, it's aptly named Star Trek Picard. But, I mean, it's like you don't feel like you're telling that story anymore about the Federation, you know. And now Discovery is uh, so far in the future that the Federation is no longer there or or falling apart from what we can tell. So. 
But I mean, even when it was still there and complete, it just it didn't feel like Star Trek Discovery did. It didn't because I mean, it's so. I mean, like there's you know, Spock said there's never been a mutiny in Star Trek, and the first episode, our, our main character commits mutiny, and so it's just like it's just like shaking all the the chains and rattling stuff that doesn't need to be shaken and rattled. And yeah, at the end of the season, it's all undone. But it's like, well, why do it in the first place? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. right, right, right. Like work, work within your confines, or just put it post everything, so you don't have to work within the lore. You know, I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so I, I feel like I feel like maybe the whole. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, because this is animation, and these people are all like, you know, probably down down in the deep heart, you know, nerds, and they love stuff like Star Trek. That they know all everything about that stuff, you know, like they 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 understand all the the back, you know, like the little jokes here and there they could throw out there, especially the writers and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe Alex Kurtzman isn't uh, gonna have his eye on this as closely as the other stuff since it's not live action. He doesn't think it's as important. I mean, maybe this is like where right. Star Trek gets saved, where like people who really love Star Trek are working on this animated show. Right, right. And one thing um, we forgot to mention up top is that I, we we haven't mentioned it in a couple of weeks because um, we've been covering expanse. Our recording is all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our recording is all over the place, but also we've been covering the expanse. But the uh, season three of Discovery's premiere date is October fifteenth, twenty twenty. Honestly, cool. I was kind of thinking they would push that back further because of COVID and not knowing when they can start shooting a next season or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually surprised it's coming out as soon as as soon as October. Well, I guarantee you, Picard is going to be so pushed back until this whole thing, COVID thing, pushes over. So, oh yeah, I mean, Sir Patrick Stewart's really old; you can't risk him getting sick. Yeah, exactly. Um, funny, funny other thing is uh, uh, the lieutenant, or I mean, sorry, the not lieutenant commander, uh, the commander of the uh, Cerritos is uh, Jack Ransom. And that is voiced by Jerry O'Connell from Sliders. Yes, yes, I wanted to mention that because uh, we we spoke about that. I think it was in the outtakes for last week's episode where we I talked about. We, I know we talked about Sliders for a, like a, just a quick second. So yeah, I, I think say, it was you, in the outtakes mentioned- from from last week, and we also said he was in Prana 3D where he got his dick bitten off. So that's pretty funny. He's also married to Rebecca Romaine, and she's number one in Star Trek Discovery season two. I didn't know he was married to her. Yeah, interesting. Oh, cool. Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, this is this is good stuff. I'm, you know, I I can't imagine anybody watching this. And I, honestly, um, there wasn't anything that bad in it. So like, I could watch uh, watch it with my kids. I mean, like, um, I mean, they said they were nude the men, but they didn't show anything. Saw, but I mean, I mean, like whatever. they got in their underwear, which isn't bad. I mean, she said like shit like once or twice, but there wasn't any f bombs. But I mean, they watch the Marvel movies and they yeah. shits, and I think they said shit, and uh, someone was being a dick because yeah, Mariner said yeah, Mariner said someone was being a dick. My shoes or something like that. I had a fight. Uh, what did he said? Uh, a Yeti on a Klingon uh, like prison planet for my shoes because just because he was being a dick. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Which was a funny joke too, just in itself. It's like repente. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I mean, there's just so many jokes that just kind of like slid in there, and it's just it's just funny to me, you know. It's, I think and they the did thing, a good job. And the thing is, I think I think they could do a lot of jokes because 
for people who are like super into Star Trek, like this might be the show for people who are super into Star Trek because yeah, they right, could right. probably make all these like weird little references to other things Star Trek and like oh like that was a joke to this. And I mean we do it all right, the time. Yeah. I mean, we we make right, jokes yeah, yeah. to call that are callbacks to other Star Trek things all the time. Even if we're not talking about Star Trek, we'll make a Star Trek callback joke in something if it if it if something in its expanse or whatever we're talking about that right, right, reminds right. us of it. No, I totally. I mean, there. I mean, there's tons of stuff that they could, um, you know, because it, it's am, an, animation. They can do a ton of things that were just like, you know, like just tucked in the background, and it doesn't cost them anything to draw something else that you'd be like, oh my god, did you see that? You know, like something just, you know. And something in the news I saw that there is there are some legacy characters that will show up. They didn't say who uh, will show mm-hmm. up, but I mean like. That'd be interesting. What legacy characters, like next gen characters? I mean, since all the voice actors, I mean, since all the actors are alive, they could lend voice to it potentially. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, one of the things we saw, which I just thought was funny, is that we saw one of those Benzite characters with like the gas things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, whenever um, um, uh, Tindy beams over. Yeah, yeah. When she comes over, and it was like you see her for the. I, I just thought it was funny that um, you know, they threw that character in there. Yeah, know, just because like, like he had the one that was Wesley's friend and the one who looked exactly like Wesley's friend but wasn't. Yeah, he's like, oh, you say like it's like I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> are you saying we all look alike? You're so racist. I'll report you, you so to Starfleet Security. Wesley. I know. <laughs> you're going to jail, Wesley. No. Actually, we could kill you because you you technically did receive the death sentence for falling in those flowers. Oh, that's right. Just take her back. Take them back to that uh, pleasure planet. Oh God, I want them to go back to the planet in Lower Decks. Make second contact with the, the Edo. Oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> you might. There's pretty, so many funny fun. things they could do with Lower Decks. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, they could do a lot of things. So many dumb things they could, like, follow up, and, you know. Because, I mean, like, since they're the least important ship, they make second contact. And second contact, I mean, would definitely have to happen. They would need to set up communication if they did decide to join Starfleet. Makes perfect sense. So, um, yeah. They could do so much weird stuff, like, just follow up on, like, the heels of the Enterprise D. (laughs) They could do some amazing stuff. So, I'm excited. I'm really excited for the rest of the season. I did well, not guys, think I was going to say that. <laughs> guys, what do you think about this? Did you, I mean, I know a lot of people are very divided on an animated and a comedy of, of Star Trek series. I, a lot of people don't like that. I don't see it as a problem. I, I think it's a great thing. I don't mind comedy. I don't mind wackiness um, as long as it stays true to what Star Trek's supposed to be. You can still have fun in those kind finds. Um, oh yeah! So absolutely. what do you guys what do you guys think of that? I mean, uh, let us know. I mean, hit us up. Uh, you can uh, hit us up on our Facebook page, our, our Facebook uh, forward slash groups forward slash Synthaholics. You can email us at Synthaholics uh, at yahoo.com. and you can tweet us at uh, at our Twitter, <laughs> which is Synthaholic Duo. Um, let us know what you think. You know, we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, if you tell us to read an email, either it's a, you have a permission. We'll definitely read it on uh, the episodes. We'd love to hear what you have, to th- what your your thoughts are on this, because it, it it's a lot of people. I've been hearing pushback, not a ton, but I mean, I have been hearing pushback on this. So, um, 
I don't really get it, but you know, hey, whatever. You know, everyone's maybe animation push, is push not back your before thing. people have seen it, or push back after people have already seen it. Um, I've seen both. I saw some people saying it's just kind of forgettable, nothing that interesting. Um, but I think they're missing the point. They're just if they're having some fun, some yucks on the whole Star Trek yeah. universe, which is funny. And like I think funny is even that you know Mariners like these are all like you know talking about the senior staff is like. They're all wanting to put their names in the history books. They're not really interested in you and your safety and what you want and stuff like that. You know, so um, there might be some truth to that. You know, maybe not overtly, but, you know, there's some truth to that, I'm sure. Could could be. So, yeah. So. I, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I was more apprehensive beforehand. I didn't know this really had a place. And it's it, like I said, it's, it's it feels the most faithful to, to what Star Trek is than any of the other shows. So. Well, am, and you know, I've I've been a fan of the animated series too. I think it's stupid, but it's fun. <laughs> I mean, you know, who, who doesn't not love Spock uh, drawing pentagrams and, and casting black magic for fun? Days? And ca- conjuring the devil, right? <laughs> yeah, conjuring like, the who, devil. Who doesn't, who doesn't want that? You know, uh, it's great. I mean, I don't know what's not to like. I mean, look, the animation is terrible. That's part of the thing that really does that whole series in it's so bad and it's so slowly paced and the music just is annoying so yeah. oh man harry mud they could bring harry mud in oh that would be great maybe they could find a way to throw him back in there well, i mean they've great. got all those That's... harry mud robots yeah he could just been putting around whether it's him or just a version of him yeah absolutely uh anything else before we wrap this up dave no, I mean the the show's got so much room for potential. It's 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 really kind of exciting. This is probably the most excited I've been about a Star Trek show since before Discovery season 1 aired. I mean there was we had so much excitement going into that and it just kind of petered off real fast for me personally and I'm one episode in the lower decks and I'm actually genuinely excited to see what's coming next. So I'm super yes. pumped for that. It's funny. It's a very funny for me. I like it. I, 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 you know, we obviously we make a lot of fun about Star Trek. Anyways, we love Star Trek, but we like to have you know jokes about it, and they're kind of like going right up our alley. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is way way more up my alley than I thought it was going to be. So, bravo, Lower Decks. We, we were kind of working on a, a like their comic idea was not this, but very similar to something like this. Yes, uh, yes, somewhat. Some of the ideas we did pitch back and whatever forth. five some years ago. So yeah, well, like six years ago, six years ago, whenever how long ago it was. It was a long time ago. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we were going to do a comic that's not like this, but had a similar feel to it. Well, on July 29th, uh, um, that would have been my seventh year anniversary at Yahoo. Mm. It would have been so. It's, it's, like, it's been six years basically since we started doing this. I had a job. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been, been quite a while. So yeah. Um, anyways, guys, let us know what you think. Let us know what you're feeling about this. We'd love to hear your input. Um, I, I'm excited. Dave's excited. That's new for a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. We've we've tried to vain excitement and we can't. We couldn't seem to do it. But at least this time we finally have done it. So. Like yeah, this is the most excited I've been about Star Trek in the last what two years? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah it's, right. It's good. 
Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, uh, like I said, you've got all those contacts. Definitely contact us uh, if you can. And if you are interested or if you want to support our show, please go to our Patreon, Patreon forward slash Synthaholics. And also, uh, please share us on social media and let other people know about the, um, our podcast. And, you know, another thing you could do to help us for free is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great, too. So, All right, Dave. Until next week, we will be talking Lower Decks. Marina out. Woo! Inappropriate Vulcan oh. signals. <laughs> Live long and prosper, one and all. Shit our pants You're the best drinking friend I ever had